This is John Jackson Miller, and you're listening to the Star Wars Canon Podcast. May the Force be with you. There are stories about what happened. It's true. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 53 of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. I'm your host in studio, Brian Miller, and I'm so glad you've decided to join us to talk about our favorite thing in the world, yet again, Star Wars. We've got a packed show for you this week, and joining me this week are the guys from the Marvel Cast Podcast. Please welcome, first and foremost, Mr. Stephen Hall. How you doing, Stephen? It is great to be back. Um, thank you for inviting us back, and I hope we can continue this collaboration on 1138, get you guys on Marvel Cast, and get us back on Star Wars every once in a while. Sounds like a plan, man. And we've also got Mr. John Gregory Cars. How's it going, brother? It's going well. I'm very excited to be here, talk Star Wars. It's always a good day when you can do that. Oh, always. Yeah, Usuf couldn't join us tonight. He had a family emergency, uh, so we're thinking about him and... Uh, Hopefully everything goes well with him. So this episode, though, like I said, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, it's going to be a packed, packed show. But before we get into everything, guys, I wanted to give you a shot to kind of uh, plug the Marvel cast a little bit and uh, tell everybody listening to the Canon podcast what it is you guys do over there. Go ahead, Steve. You want to take it off first? Sure. Um, yeah. You know, we've been working with Brian for about two and a half years now on 1138, and it's kind of kept growing. And so we kind of bounce the idea around of, you know, when we had some downtime with Star Wars, JG and I kind of took the ball and ran with focusing on another franchise that we really enjoy, which is Marvel. And so back last summer of 2021, around the time that Loki was airing, JG and I kind of jumped on the mic and we just started weekly discussions because there was so much content coming out. And um, we've been kind of going about 25 weeks strong with it. So we're excited to kind of keep going. We've got a lot of content coming out this year. And again, we're just really glad to be a part of this network. We've got made a lot of great friends. And then Brian, thank you for bringing on this group a couple years ago. And um, JG, what else do you want to talk about with that? No, it's just it's a fun show to come together and just talk weekly. Marvel, uh, a little more so than Star Wars now, has had that relentless content schedule uh, where we're almost getting new content almost weekly. We have a little breather right now before Moon Knight. Uh, but coming together to talk about the news, to talk about the content that we are getting um, weekly, it's just been refreshing and exciting. And it's been really great also to start to engage with the audience and such as well. No, you guys are doing a great job over there. I, I couldn't be happier with you guys. Uh, really great show. You guys definitely need to go check that one out. Usually Star Wars fans are just geeks in general, so they like Marvel also. So if you guys are also Marvel fans, over, uh, head over there and check that out. You guys ain't going to be disappointed. Really, really good stuff over there. So... Uh, also for the Star Wars Canon podcast, I wanted to bring up, uh, patreon.com slash 1138productions. We are starting to get some Patreon content up over there. Uh, mainly right now it's reaction videos, full reaction videos for Book of Boba Fett. I haven't put up the last episode just yet, uh, but we, uh, I'll get them up here, uh, in the next day or two. But head on over there and check that out. Uh, we'd sure appreciate any support there. And also, if you guys, uh, are tired of listening in on Anchor, or if you're tired of listening on, uh, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you're listening, head on over to 1138productions.com. Every one of our shows is there, updated every time we upload a show, so you guys won't miss one there. Uh, and I'm actually working on the Canon timeline again, getting it put back together to under construction, and then we're, uh, I think I'm going to try to sit down with you guys and do one for Marvel as well, uh, a full timeline of everything, and uh, try to throw that on there as well. So, <sighs> mouthful. With all that out of the way, let's get into what it is we are excited to talk about tonight. So, Two two really big topics this week. First off, the Book of Boba Fett just wrapped up this week. Uh, series finale, we're recording this on Thursday, so the series finale was last night. And uh, I wanted to give these guys a shot to talk about it and kind of get their thoughts because before we started recording, I found out one of us loved it, one of us is on the fence, and one of us just really couldn't care less. So, uh, Stephen, do you want to go first on this one? And... Uh, Kind of give us your thoughts on the book of Boba Fett, the, the not just the finale, but the series in general also. 
Yeah, I will. So I guess by putting me on the spot, I guess I'm the Bendu in this situation. I'm the <laughs> one in the middle. We've got the dark side, we got the light side, I'm the Bendu. Um, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed Boba Fett. Um, the finale, not so much. I think, you know, I went in with such high expectations that after the last two episodes, and maybe that's a testament to just how strong, you know, my feelings are for the Mandalorian, which, you know, I've, I've known Boba Fett my whole life. I've known the Mandalorian for two years. And in those two years, in only, what, 16 episodes, 16 hours of content, um, I've fallen in love with that character and that storyline and the side characters. So I think that's a real testament that, you know, the Mandalorian 2.5 that we got from the last two episodes really just solidified just how good things are with that show, and I can't wait for it to come back. Now, that being said, I would probably still give the Book of Boba Fett overall um, maybe like a B, B plus, and I wanted it to be an A, A plus. That's what I want for all Star Wars content. And, you know, in my friend group, I'm usually the guy that's the more positive on everything that Disney, Marvel, Star Wars puts out. Um, like when it comes to the sequels, I'm the one that enjoys them. And I kind of have to argue and show why I do enjoy them. But with this, I this was one of the first pieces of Star Wars content that I really had a hard time saying much about that was positive. Just because I think we went in with such high expectations. We were hoping for a lot of different cameos and surprises like the three previous episodes. And we just didn't get it. So that's kind of my initial take. And I'd love to hear what you guys think adding on to that. JG? Yeah, so I swing, I guess, a little bit more to the light side here. Um, overall, um, I really did enjoy this series a lot more than I was expecting to. I was going in with the mindset of why do we need this? Why Why is this a thing? Um, but it's Star Wars, so I'm going to watch it. And so the first three episodes or so, which were pretty rough for a lot of people i actually was really digging it a lot i really love the risks that they took and the different elements of storytelling while it was very unconventional it kind of forced us as star wars fans to kind of you know break away from our expectations you know we're so used to stories being told in a certain way and the team behind the book of both had said no screw that we're gonna tell the story how we feel we should tell the story and then we get to those special episodes five and six which arguably six is the best 47 minutes of star wars like straight star wars um it's unreal what we got in that episode alone and then to get to the finale which i don't hate the finale i don't love the finale it, it's it's satisfying for me it's the best way that i can explain it where i feel that it did what it had to do nothing more and nothing less uh would i have loved to have more surprises and, and crazy moments yes but I feel for the, what the show was accomplishing in the story of, Bo of Boba, I think it did what it needed to do. And I think it landed it. it a little rocky, but it landed it. Uh, so I'm, I'm the dark side. I, I Like the way you said, JG, you went into it like, why do we need this? And then you ended up loving it. I'm the complete opposite. I was like, yes, we're getting Boba Fett. And now I'm like, why did we need that? <laughs> we didn't need any of it. Um, I feel like the show itself, it was a fun show. Uh but I hated the finale. I I, I I don't like the finale at all. And it's it, it maybe have it maybe it has something to do with, you know, how spoiled you like what you guys said about how spoiled we were with episodes five and six. But that right there should tell you everything you need to know about this series. The best episodes were five and six and it didn't even have Boba Fett in it. Uh I mean the best parts of the show didn't even have Boba. I mean, he was standing there in one in, what, in episode six, but he never said a word. Um he, he basically cameoed his own show. And uh, everything I wanted to see was in the first episode. Him getting out of the Sarlacc pit, you know, how he survived it and everything. And that, cool, fulfilled after that. And the rest of it was really cool. I really didn't like episode three at all uh, with with the Mos Espa Vespas, the the moped gang of Mos Espa. Uh, wasn't a big fan of them. Kirsty really liked, uh, what was her name, Dresh. Because Dresh was basically Kirsty with the with the denim jacket with the buttons and that's basically yeah. Kirsty. So she and, and the eyeliner. She was like, "That's me in my twenties." I'm like, "You're right, it is." <laughs> but uh, episode four, I loved, and the, and there were a lot of things with the finale that just didn't make any sense. There's as uh, what I'm from what I'm looking at is just plot holes galore, um, and I just. I, I, I don't know. The, the The best thing about this series, the only thing that I can really walk away from it and go, oh, my God, that's something new that I'd never had before was Cad Bane. Because with even seeing Luke Skywalker, we'd seen him in Mandalorian. 
you know, already. We already knew that Luke was back in the in the picture. Seeing Grogu again was nice, yes. Seeing Ahsoka again was nice. Seeing Ahsoka and Luke together was nice. Uh, but everything I'm saying that I liked about the series had nothing to do with Boba Fett himself. And so I just, I feel like it was a wasted series almost. Uh, I, I don't want to say the whole series is wasted. But the finale could have been handled a lot differently. Uh, I, I definitely, definitely think it could have been. But I just, I wasn't a, a, a big fan of it. So I and you know what, this was actually like Robert Rodriguez's you know kind of idea to bring in the show and work mm-hmm. with Favreau. And you know when Rob, excuse me, Robert Rodriguez directed the episode on Tython where Boba is kicking ass. And so that episode, when you compare that to the finale of this, and I hate to say it, you know most of the Star Wars Disney Plus content we've received so far is cinematic quality. It's triple it A. Like yeah. It is. And this episode. The action of it, it just felt so much more like a TV show, and that's fine, but it felt like all the rest of the season and Mandalorian, what we've seen so far, is just such a higher quality, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that I kind of was like taken out of it a little bit. Like, I know we got great special effects, but something about like the action scene and the fights, it just felt a little bit tamer than what I was hoping for. And where did Boba Fett keep his gaffy stick that entire fight, and then he just pulled mm-hmm. it out of nowhere? When he's fighting Cad Bane, like where was it? Because he did not have it on him. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. I it was there he, the whole time. he did not have it on him at all that entire fight. And I'm like, as soon as he pulled it out, I'm like, where the hell did that come from? And I was like, okay, but I. And then you know the and, Cad Bane thing. Yeah. To you know getting getting freaking shish kebabed. Like, I know everybody's talking about how uh, there's a possibility he's still alive because we saw the little beeping light on his chest. Uh, I didn't notice that when I watched it uh, the first time. And when I went back and watched it the second time, that's when I was like, okay, I guess guess it is beeping. Because the first time I was pissed. I was like, how are you going to bring him in for two episodes? (laughs) My favorite bounty hunter of all time that I literally made a mess on my couch over there when I saw it. Mm. How are you going to do that to him the very next week? And I was like. (sighs) I mean, his story still has more to tell. I really hope for, I mean, he was in the first season of Bad Batch. I would really love Boba Fett to come in in Bad Batch, especially with the whole arc with Omega, mm-hmm. with you know Cad Bane again. Like, there's so much st- story to tell about a young Boba Fett that could fit into Bad Batch. I mean, you could definitely bring Cad Bane potentially into. I don't. I don't think we would see him in Obi Wan, but maybe um, Andor. You never know. Like, there's there's still more of him to see. Like, when a character dies in Star Wars, it's never the end of their character. Right. <laughs> nope. I still want to see um, the story of. Uh... The bounty hunter on Ord Mandel. Oh that, yeah. That made Han change his mind. And I really want that bounty hunter to be Cad Bane. And now that we know Cad Bane's still around, I've got just a little bit more hope that maybe that story is going to get told one of these days and it's going to be him. That should be either like again a Disney Plus movie or uh, that should be a book because they had mm-hmm. three or four years of comics and they never touched on it when they filled in so much of that gap. I know you and I, we were talking the three of us before we started recording, with how good Luke looked last week. Like, you could easily do a movie, like a little special set between four and five right there. Because with the technology they have right now, you could make the digital version of Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford of what they look like. And I think they could do it well. And I hope that we do get more of that because I would love to see those characters again, even digitally. Yeah, no, and I remember when, because talk, uh, the, the, hmm, the talk of having Han, Luke, and Leia in a, in a series now, or in something, started after Mando Season 2. And I remember everyone, well, I, technology's not quite there yet. You know, he didn't look perfect in Mando. I think we're there. I think I think it's as good as it's going to get. I, you're never going to be able to perfect it, but it's. I think it's there. And the fact that they hired a YouTuber after Mandalorian came out to come in and do the deep fake on Luke this time, that is awesome. Uh, looked so good, but... Again, we're going back to the stuff that had nothing to do with Boba Fett, you know. And then at the end of the and then at the end of the finale, Boba's like, "Oh, maybe we're not cut out for this." Then why did you just spend six, seven episodes starting a war in Mos Espa that killed how many people and did how much property damage? And now you're just gonna walk away? I just I don't know. It just seemed like at the end of it, everybody was like, "Cause at the end of it, Black K is eating that piece of fruit, and you know." Uh, Fennec's like, you're going to share? And the camera pans up, and it's like, oh, happy, everybody learned a lesson, and we're all happy-go-lucky, everything turned out okay, and it's like, what was the point of the whole thing, then, if he's just going to walk away? Where do you guys think we're going to see Boba Fett's story go next? 
Do you see it as a second a second season? Do you see Boba Fett joining the cast of The Mandalorian again and maybe going back to Mandalore with Din? Because they're both foundlings. I feel like they have that bond that we just saw them fight together. That's what Where I do you want happening. to see Boba's arc go from here? I think he's going to Mandalore with Din Djarin. Uh, that little conversation they had inside the uh, sanctuary after it got blown out, when he's like, you, you buy into all that Bantha fodder? And he's like, I do. Good. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, think, I, I think there's something to that. I, I really do. I personally think, uh, I think Man, uh, Mandalore is going to be Grogu and Din's story and whatever's going to happen with that and with Bo-Katan. I think we have yet to find out truly what Boba's going to be after, but I think it's going to play something to do with the Bad Batch because I don't think it's unintentional that they're doing this Bad Batch show. I think it's, and the fact that we have Fennec in that show, mm. we even had Cat Bane, and the fact that it's, it literally have name dropped Boba as well. I think it's super intentional. And then we know at least we're getting a season two. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a season three. Um, I, I think that whatever we're going to see in, in bad batch is going to play a lot into where we're going to see Boba in the, in the sequel era right now. Um, I, I just, I do think that he will team up back again with uh, Din and Grogu, but I do think that this is a very intimate and a personal story. Like, He's going there to to go to the springs or whatever it was called, um, to like redeem himself and to become part of that again. And so I, I do think it's a possibility that Boba shows up. I think this is a lot more intimate of a story right now. What if the, let me ask you, what if the Mandalorian is not referring to Dinjarin? What if it's referring to Grogu? The title of the Mandalorian. We're watching his story, and be, by the end of the show, and it'd be completely passed on. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what Grogu picked. They didn't yeah. show his decision, but they did by R2-D2 bringing him to Tatooine. Mm -hmm. That he made obviously made the decision to not go down the Jedi path. But he has that basic training. Remember, he was at the temple in Coruscant. He then had a, a period of time where he wasn't training. But even having whatever it was, a couple weeks, a couple months with Luke, obviously the way he took on the Rancor, Grogu has yeah. the training to not be... He's not a Jedi, but he's like Ahsoka. He's force sensitive. He's powerful, and he's only going to keep getting more powerful and maybe learn from others along the way. Yeah, no, I, I had a feeling Grogu was going to end up choosing Dinjar, and he had to. The bubble on the back of the N one gave it away, um, and we know in canon that Ben was uh, Luke's first student, so we knew Grogu couldn't be his first student. Uh, and I ended up telling my father in law that, and he's like, "Oh, well, I didn't know that. You just ruined it for me." I'm like, "I'm sorry." I guess I shouldn't have shouldn't have said anything. My bad. But he's like, no, it'll be all right. He'll be cute wearing that little Beskar tank top. I'm like, yeah, yeah it'll be it'll be funny. So, mm -hmm. but uh, no, it was it was it was great seeing R two again and everybody and and using Book of Boba Fett as a conduit to kind of show that that story and that that part of the universe for a little while. I I I don't know. I really haven't got, haven't got a lot to say about Book of Boba Fett anymore. I've got two more questions for both of you guys to think yeah. about. Um, the first one, you know, the three of us, we read and keep up with content, whether it's comics, whether it's, you know, anything on Disney Plus, you get it. Um, one of the things I love about Star Wars is in 45 years, you know, you go back when they originally just had three films. That's all they had. When you go back now, after seeing Book of Boba Fett, whenever you get new content, and I know, Brian, you're reading War of the Bounty Hunters right now. Yes. Where you're seeing a very badass Boba Fett. Um, does this new content like the show, like the um, book, the War of the Bounty Hunters? How is that going to change your overall when you go back and watch Empire Strikes Back and you see Boba Fett there? Do you have it in your mind already of his whole trajectory? Because that's one of the things I like doing, even now that we have Luke's whole story. I mean, Knowing there's still gaps, obviously. Up. You guys like when you rewatch stuff, do you have that in your head? Go ahead, JG. Yeah, uh, hands down. It's always because that's what it always adds that context. And so it's always so interesting, you know, because even though he is different and very different, um you know obviously characters change people change it's it's life you know the events that we go through um the people we meet it molds us and so i, I do think it is also interesting though because like you can add then these future story elements in and know that oh this is who he is now but he's going to become something different he's going to become in his mind something greater so i think it is it's all it's always in the in the back of your mind whenever you're watching the old stuff mm -hmm. well it's it's even like uh 
My father-in-law was re-watching all the Star Wars films in here the other day when I was working on editing, and uh, he was watching Phantom Menace, and seeing young Anakin even, and knowing where he ends up in the long run, it's like, God, you know, it's weird to think about. That's the little kid that's inside the, the big black iron lung in the classic films, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, when you go back and watch Empire now and you see Boba there, um, yeah, it, it's weird knowing where he ends up. And I've seen a lot of people talk about how this isn't the Boba Fett from the classic trilogy. It's not. This is a Boba Fett that almost got killed doing what he was doing and had a life-altering, he had a come-to-Jesus moment and was like, mm, do I want to keep doing this, <laughs> you know? And and uh, everything that happened with the Sand people kind of opening his eyes to what was going on, and he started getting these delusions of grandeur, you know what I mean? And, and just, yeah, no, it, obviously it's a different Boba Fett, and it's it's kind of cool to see that growth from what he was in Empire. Because, I mean, like, in Empire, he's just that whatever the job is, I don't care. I'll work for both sides, whoever pays more, you know? And then you look at characters like Cad Bane on the other side. He's just the same all the way through. You know what I mean? So Boba did have that that life-altering experience with the Sarlacc. And, and I think that was, that was the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the Nexus event. Is that what they use in, in Loki? The Nexus event? Uh, yes. Yeah, that was that was his Nexus event. So, All right, now my next question for you, gentlemen. If Kathleen Kennedy, if Dave Favreau, or John, uh, Dave Filoni, John Favreau called you, because we already knew the three oh, of us would have bet oh money God. that Cobb Van survived that <laughs> oh shot God. from last week. So here's yeah. my question. We get rid of that mid-credit scene that really had no reason to even be there because, again, it wasn't a shock. It wasn't a surprise. It wasn't worthy of a mid-credit scene, in my opinion. What are you putting in the mid credit scene if you got that call from those guys right there? Because I've got an answer. Can I share mine? Yes. Okay. If I'm in charge of the Book of Boba Fett, you know, we have the Pike Syndicate for seven weeks on Tatooine. But is there someone pulling the strings? Because right now, Brian's reading the War of the Bounty Hunters. Who's pulling the strings there? Crimson Dawn. Kira. Yeah. Crimson Dawn. And there's so much potential there with yeah. her. Like, all you needed was an older, aged-up Amelia Clark, one quick scene almost to mirror the scene of Darth Maul back from Solo. Like, that would have been left people talking and left people wondering, okay, now you have Kira, you've got Thrawn coming into the picture. It could have added just that extra layer. And I don't know, I mean, maybe it was just hope of mine that I saw her, but that's what I would have done. What about you guys? Any other ideas? Uh, I had hopes. Yeah. Go ahead, JG. I had, I had hopes for Kira. Knowing now kind of where they were going with it, I kind of go a different path as, like, because this is all telling one grand story. This is all one connect, specifically that what these in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, like it's all telling a grand story. And so I almost feel like the next thing to do as Mando season two set up Book of Boba Fett, I feel like it would be proper for them to kind of set up Mando season three. And I think it'd be cool for them. It, 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 and I feel like they should have done this. I, I'm okay with the ending. It was cute. It was wonderful. It's going to sell. We're going to have toys with Grogu in the back seat. You know, it's going to be great. But what if in the post credit scene, that scene continues, but then as they fly up, they're flying up to a broken, destroyed Mandalore, and it, and it ends there. And it's like the story will continue in, in Mando season three. That's how I think it, it <sighs> I... Mar even Even marketing-wise, it would have been good. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah, because seeing Mandalore get nuked was heartbreaking. Um God, no, I like the Crimson Dawn stuff. I love the idea of Kira coming into it, uh, especially with the War of the Bounty Hunter stuff. I love setting up Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, but I, since you guys said those, I'll, I'll, I'll take a different route because uh, I do agree with both of you. Uh, I would have liked to have seen just a tease of the Chimera and just hearing Thrawn's voice. You don't even have to see him, but just know he's there. Maybe see him from behind, see the blue neck underneath the collar. And just hear his voice, but you know him staring out of a, out of a uh, star destroyer bridge viewport. You know what I mean? And you see the camera coming up behind him, and may I don't know, maybe getting news of something that happened on Tatooine, of a, of a syndicate war going on. Because there's no empire at this point. We don't know where Thrawn's because the Ahsoka series is going to be her going to hunt down Thrawn. We I think we all know that. Um, and maybe she maybe he gets news of Luke Skywalker, and he remembers the name Skywalker, and, or. Or, you know, Ahsoka finds it. And maybe, I don't, I don't know, just something with Thrawn to tease, to tease Thrawn. I would have loved that. Because we know he's coming eventually. Um, 
And I think that would have really... I think it would have made everybody forget about the mediocrity of the finale of Boba Fett and go, okay, but what about that mid credit scene? Like, holy crap. So that, that I would have done something along those lines. I think you could see that in Mando season three in that post credit. Oh, I think God. that could really like set it up there. Please God. So the Ahsoka series is filming in April from, I think yep. in April from April to November. Is that right? Um, Give or take ish. So we're, we're saying probably summer next year, fall next year before we get Ahsoka. God, I don't know if I can wait yep. that long. I, I, I just I don't. I'm know. so glad we got that tease of her last week because yeah. that's going to tide us over a little bit. I still want to see Luke and her first meeting. Yes. I need that in canon somewhere. Yes, that's an Ahsoka. That's going to be in the Ahsoka show. You can't. I hope so. It they, has they, to be a flashback. Like, yeah, you could open I, it up that way. Yeah, I feel like because like if you did that, then like okay, because like while these were kind of off putting that these two chapters were there, they were intentional for this. I I feel that they were intentional for what they were doing with Book of Boba Fett. Um, because these are the people that has been affected by him or somehow affect him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that if you did put that scene in there and have the whole "Hey, your father was like my best friend," like that's gonna just steal everything. No matter what you do, no matter even if this ep- this finale was epic, people are still gonna be talking about the Ahsoka Luke Anakin talk. So I feel that is one hundred percent something. I mean, we know Hayden is coming back for for the Ahsoka show, so. Force Ghost. Oh, he up. is. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. I knew he was coming back for Obi-Wan, but I didn't know about Ahsoka. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah no, he's Ahsoka, Ahsoka. definitely can't get here soon enough now. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the comic. I don't know who drew it. It was a fan that drew the comic. I saw it on Facebook. Um, it was Ahsoka meeting Luke for the first time, and she's like, I wish you could have met Anakin. And he's like, I did. At the end, he came back, and she's all teary. He came back and then just loses mm-hmm. it. I want Something like that would be awesome to see and just that connection that she had with with anakin you know what i mean I, it would have been awesome to see something like that i saw something on facebook tonight that showed like there were only two connections away like because if you look at some of the other canon material um hera has the connection obviously with ahsoka mm-hmm. and Hera's also had scenes with lando and leia in different content media mm-hmm. so like that's the two connections there that easily on endor they could have somehow made a connection there oh yeah yeah, that's true. Don't forget the son. Don't forget Jason. He's he's out there. Oh yeah, we still have to see. I mean, that's again. Yeah. I'm expecting Ahsoka's going to be Rebels live action 2.0, right? I assume uh, Ezra, they, they've already cast Sab- uh, Sabine. Sabine's in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I uh, did they get the guy to play Aladdin as Ezra? Did they? Was that who they ended up casting? Hasn't been cast yet. Oh, I thought they it hasn't been, okay. it's, it's not official. It's like pretty much all but official. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if they had because I knew that was. I knew that was pretty heavy going around, but I hadn't. It's like ninety nine point nine percent. You'll probably hear about it in May. That'd be a good match. It'd be a good mix. I think it. I think it'd work. But anyway, uh, Ahsoka. Also, I wanted to talk about that real quick with Boba Fett. Um, she seemed more like Ahsoka in this than she did in Mando. She had the the speech pattern down a little bit more in the body language, and I actually felt like I was watching Ahsoka more this time than I was in Mando. So I, 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 of course, it was Filoni directing her. Did he direct that? He didn't direct that episode. He did. Yeah, he did. Of Mando? Both of her appearances. Yep. Oh, did he? Okay. Yep. So I don't know. I think she's probably a little bit nervous the first time. Probably. Like, now yeah. you've had a year to get used to it. Right. Probably watch more of it or study it. Like just having that hand on the hip, like this yes. classic look. Yeah. And the way she crossed hand. her arms yeah. and then held her hand out, she's like, perhaps he's a Padawan yep. now, you know? Like just little things like that. Yeah. Mm. But no, I, overall, I give the series a six out of 10. Um, and it was going to be uh, a nine out of ten, but the finale knocked it down three. So uh, six out of ten. What about you guys? I think I sit around. I think I can comfortably, positively say probably around an eight, like a, like a low eight, like leaning towards like that seven point five. An eight like, minus. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And once again, I'm the Bendu. I'm the seven. I'm the seventy percent for this one. And when I wanted it to be a ninety or a hundred, but I'm the Bendu. Fair enough. All right, so I think it averages out, though, to the seven uh, amongst all of us. So, uh, guys, let us know in the comments below what did you guys think of the, of the uh, Boba Fett series. Uh, be civil. You guys know how it is. You, Bo- Look, because Book of Boba Fett's going to be a, a divisive thing amongst fans. I don't think it's going to be as divisive as Last Jedi, but it's going to be one of those things that people are going to argue about. So, uh, enough of Book of Boba Fett. Now that we're moving on, that series is in the can. 
let's talk about one that is coming in a couple of months. Uh, we finally got an announcement on Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is coming May 25th on the 45th anniversary of the original Star Wars. We, uh, uh, Usif and I, God, I couldn't even get a word out there for a second. Usif and I were just talking about this last week, wondering when they were going to announce this. And I was dead set on May the 4th. I honestly thought it was going to be that. Um, it lined up pretty well with Moon Knight, with it starting on March 30th. And if we got two episodes of Moon Knight, it was going to work perfectly. Um, but I guess we're going to get that little three-week break in between. So uh, what do you guys think about this? Because I'm, uh, this is the most, as far as I'm concerned, this is the most anticipated project I've ever seen from Lucasfilm, Disney Lucasfilm. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's pretty exciting. I think, you know, once you get past the May 4th, you look at what that date is. It's the anniversary of Star Wars. So I think that is very appropriate, very touching. I also don't think it's a coincidence that it's also the night before celebration. So I expect that there's going to be a lot of stuff going on around there. Um, screenings or even um, Hayden and uh, showing up there as well. Uh, I expect it's, it's they're very intentional. They know what they're doing and they're doing it for a reason. Um, May 4th would have been nice because it's sooner, but you know, hey, May 25th, uh, sure. Yeah, I think this is, like Brian said, the most anticipated show, but also I think it has a lot of pressure on it. Mm -hmm. I think coming off the heels of Boba Fett, um, you know, Deborah Child did great in her Mandalorian episode, so episodes, so I want to see what she does here. She's in charge of the entire project. She's directing the whole project. I'm so excited to see you and take back on this role and Hayden Christensen. I cannot wait to see them back on screen together. I bet there's going to be lots of surprises. I think it's going to, again, like we talked about earlier, it's going to change the way that you look at the original trilogy when you see the uh, Darth Vader mention Obi-Wan or Obi-Wan mention Darth Vader. When you look at that scene of Obi-Wan in his hut talking to Luke for the first time, you're going to have a very different feel for that scene. So watch it again now because you're never going to be able to watch it the same way. Um, are we expecting a trailer this Sunday for the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm giving it a definitive yes. Um, I I'm not going to reveal who it was, uh, and I don't know that it's going to be the Super Bowl. I'm not going to reveal my source, but I did talk to somebody uh, who knows that that trailer. They they've basically got it finished. They're polishing it, and they're just waiting for the moment. And I'm thinking that moment is going to be this Sunday. What do you expect to see in it? Not much. I don't think it's going to be a lot at all. 30 seconds. Uh, And you're not even going to see Vader. You're probably going to hear his breathing, but you're not going to see him. Um, I think it's going to be, well, God, no, I was going to say reminiscent of the first trailer for Revenge of the Sith, but you saw Vader full on in that. Uh, Rogue One, I guess more like a Rogue One kind of thing with Vader. Just kind of quick little glimpse, maybe, if we're lucky. I don't know. We're still, well, God, we're not that far out from it, though, are we? We're only, what, two months out? Something like yeah. that, so three months out. I I don't think it's going to be a whole lot. Is it a six or eight episode? I can't remember. Six. They said it's six one-hour episodes. So, Are you expecting maybe the first and the sixth on Tatooine and the rest off? What do you expect, like, where we're going to go with this show? They did who, – Who was? what article was I reading? Star Wars News Net. They did go, uh, go on to say that it's going to be a planet-spanning thing. He's going from planet to planet, Obi-Wan is, and he comes across Vader again. Uh, probably the whole first episode is going to be Tatooine, uh, and I think the big fight with Vader is going to be the last episode. It, it, it's going to be the big climax of the series. Where do you think that's going to be, Mustafar? Oh, that'd be a little on the nose, wouldn't it? Uh <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, honestly, I don't care That's where it be, is. I, I don't care if it's in my backyard. Episode. I don't care if it's oh, in a park just, with a bunch of kids and younglings. It's just going to be badass. Just picturing it in your head. And again, it has a lot of hype to live up to. But we just said that last week's Mandalorian or Boba Fett was the best 45 minutes. This is going to top it. Just the pr- premise of it. Oh, seeing yeah. Seeing these two back together. Absolutely. I When I was reading the article, when I got to the part where it said you're gonna have a uh, they're gonna have the the he's coming across Darth Vader again I got chills and I'm just thinking of Ewan McGregor fighting Darth Vader because like you were saying earlier there was there were lines that were said in the classic trilogy that kind of make this a necessity make them coming face to face again a necessity yeah you can interpret them as their final battle on Mustafar but 
there's a lot of things. How did Obi-Wan know that Vader was more machine than man now? He didn't, how do you know? I mean, how does he know that? I, how does, well, obviously he cut his arms and legs off, but I, how does, how does he know he's more machine than man? Why is Vader saying Obi-Wan once thought as you did, you know, because Obi-Wan never turned to Anakin and just said, I know there's still good in you. He was just trying to tell him how wrong it was and that mm -hmm. that went against everything what, his, what the prophecy of him said. And Luke was sitting there saying, I can feel the conflict in you. I know there's still good in you. And he's like, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. So there's there's going to be a lot of Obi-Wan trying to convince Vader, hey, this is still not too late. You know, you can still turn away from this path. And uh, I, I'm excited for it. The thing I'm really excited for, though, is they cast the Grand Inquisitor. Um, yes. I'm I can't remember what his name is. Um Oh, that's going to bug me. Something friend. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh but to see him, I'm I'm going to lose my mind just to see inquisitors in general. Mm. I I can't wait. I think something else that's really interesting that could play into this is uh even more so now in my opinion is on May 10th, that's when we're getting the Brotherhood book. So I would not be surprised if an event in that book or even a planet is somehow significant and oh, referenced yeah. in the show. That'd be cool. You're right. And we're getting the Obi-Wan comic in May. The, yeah. The old man, the old Ben Kenobi, we're, we're, we're getting that in May also. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping the novel ties into it somehow. That's going to be awesome. But yeah, no, we, we finally got the announcement and, uh, you guys, you guys do think we're getting a trailer on Sunday though. Yes, I do. And I'm hoping, yeah, it does. I don't want to give it a lot away, but we need to have some type of teaser to get people hyped up and everyone watches the Super Bowl. So, Hey, I did see, um, one rumor. It was more of a fan casting, I guess. Let me know what you guys think about it. Okay. Um, we know that Kumal Nanjini from, you know, comedian and from um, the Eternals right. is going to be in Obi-Wan and they, Put his picture right next to Quinlan Voss, who again could potentially be out there. Ooh. And they looked like with the dreadlocks, he could take on that role. Do you think is there a possibility we could get him as Quinlan, or is that just fan cast? Would you want that? Uh, you you Would know you want what? In it? Uh, I'm pretty sure he survived too because I think it was the second Vader run, what I call Year One yes. Vader, the the Dark Lord of the Sith run. There was a list of Jedi. And I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure Quinlan Voss's name was on there. Ahsoka's name was on there. Yoda was on there. Jocasta New was on there for a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure Quinlan Voss was on there. It was. And we only had one episode of Clone Wars with him, plus then Dark Disciple. So in canon, he has very limited screen time. But it would be really interesting to see kind of, again, he's such an interesting character from Legend to then have a bigger role here. And he already had that relationship with Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars in that right. one episode. So it would be cool to see them connect even for an episode, maybe. And it'd be cool to see the Force psychometry because we've never really seen mm -hmm. that actually be used other than in Clone Wars, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. he used it a lot in Dark Disciple, obviously, but to actually see it being used, especially in a dark time like that. And he was also in Phantom Menace. He was yeah, undercover right. in, in Mos Espa also. So, uh, yeah, no, I think that'd be cool. I think it. I think that'd be a good casting, too. So we're definitely probably going to get, we know we're getting Owen and Baru. Yeah. We, that means we'll get a Luke. We haven't seen a casting for that. I don't think yet. Um, who else would you like to see? I mean, we're, we were spoiled in Boba Fett with cameos. Are there any other cameos from this time period, whether it's in the Imperial side, Jedi side, who do you want to see or what would make this show even better for you? I want a flashback to Satine. Oh give yeah. Me, give me Satine yes. content. Let me cry over again, please. <laughs> I uh I want Qui Gon's Force Ghost to pop up okay. at some point, absolutely. And I would love a flashback to the Clone Wars, yes, and get Ashley Eckstein to play Ahsoka as the young version of her. Play Snips, I would love that. Yeah, yes, and then that'd see be, that'd be cool. like a live action scene from Clone Wars, like not one that's adapting a scene, but another battle. Just the three e of even them. even adapting one, I'd be happy with, yeah. even if it was. You know, them meeting for the first time to see that in live action. That, I mean, that'd be cool, too. But, yeah, I want more Clone Wars content. I want new original stuff. Uh, yeah, you, that'd be cool. Do you cool. think Maul will play a role at all? Because I'm trying to think timeline-wise, Maul's still alive. But uh, Maul really, is. The confrontation till in Rebels, right. that, that already happened at this point. No, this is 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, so Maul would still be kicking. He died four but, years. So this is five years before 
five or six years. But I doubt Paul met up with him before. Yeah, no, he didn't know where he was. Mm -hmm. Uh, He didn't even know he was still alive. Yeah, until yeah. the they combine the holocrons. So I don't think we're going to see Maul. We may see a flashback to Maul. That'd be neat, but mm-hmm. uh, I yeah, I don't think we're going to see Maul at all. It's only six episodes, and it's a yeah. limited series, yeah. so I'm, I'm sure they're going to try to rein it in some, while at yeah. the same time still giving us everything we want, <laughs> you know? So, Are you expecting, like, a little bit of Vader each episode till the big finale, or yes. do you think it's really an Obi-Wan and Vader show? JG, what do you think? Oh, that's actually interesting. Uh, I, uh, I I feel like you save it, and I feel you tease it. You like you you hear mentions, you hear about like a shadow, um, just different things like that. You know, kind of like how people like you've heard it like mentioned in in Star Wars before by like people, and eventually until like right before um the big episode, you get that actual reveal. Maybe like you get a behind the corner shot of him or something, just something just a little nibble before the main appetizer. But I don't think you're gonna see it every episode. You'll I, you'll see Hayden. You're gonna get Hayden flashbacks and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. I don't think you're gonna see Vader though. You're gonna hear about a shadow. You're gonna hear about a dark menace, things like that. I'm hoping Obi Wan is sitting in his little hovel one day, and he's got the holonet pulled up because who's gonna live as a hermit that long without the internet? I I wouldn't be able to do it. So you know he's got internet in his house. Uh, he's gonna be sitting there watching. He's gonna see these holograms of Palpatine. You know of of the of the the hooded Palpatine, you know, where he's not showing his face because they never showed his face. They always did the young Palpatine before his deformation as the propaganda stuff. But see him with his hood up, and he's gonna see this 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 Darth. He's gonna see Vader standing behind him and not know that it's Anakin at first. You know what I mean? I mean, it's possible. I mean, they're not gonna sit there and call him Darth Vader on the holonet because remember, Darth Vader was a legend. Nobody even knew if he existed or not. So it's not like they're broadcasting his name out or anything. And maybe he sees him and he's like, oh, you know, because he thought Anakin was dead. He thought he left him for dead on Mustafar. He's going to say, you know, think Palpatine got a new apprentice, and so he's going to start hunting this guy down, and that's what he's doing. And he's going to find out at some point that it is Anakin. And it's just, and I think at first you're not going to see any Vader, and then, like, by the second or third episode, a little, you know, a little bit here and there, fourth episode you're going to see more of him, fifth episode you're going to see a lot, and then sixth episode is when shit goes down. I, I personally, I, I see it happening that way. But I, I think I, I do. The one thing I want out of this series more than anything is watching the horror on Obi-Wan's face when he finds out that Anakin is still alive and he's existing in this black iron lung and that he's, he's going to blame himself for it, not only for his turn to the dark side, but because of his physical anguish too. You know, he should have had the, the goal to finish the job then. I, I I'm I'm over the moon for this, and I'm hoping I I I know we're gonna see scenes of Qui Gon trying to tell Obi Wan he is the chosen one. He still is because Obi Wan didn't believe it anymore because he told Maul and Rebels Luke's the chosen one. Yep. So I this is gonna be a deep series. It's gonna be deep. I want to see him put the lightsaber in the box where we see it in A New Hope. I think that'd be another really cool thing that we get to see right at the end of the Which series. Is a nice little a nice little touch. Yeah. Oh God, I can't wait. It's gonna be amazing. We don't have long to wait either, man. Like it's, it's coming. Like three months from now, we'll be counting yep. down two more weeks. Yep. I, and you know what sucks? I want to be in Harvest when this damn show oh. comes out. And I'm just like, ah, oh, mm. damn it. That's all right. It'll, I'll live. So, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is coming out on May 25th. Cannot wait. Uh, I think that's the general consensus for everybody at this point. And. Uh, God, bring it on, man. All right, so enough of that for right now. We're already at the 43-minute mark for this show. Let's get into some mailback questions. How do you guys get a question on the Star Wars Canon Podcast? It's easy. You simply email us at starwarscanonpodcast at gmail.com. Each week I'll go through and pick out a few. Because this has been a little bit of a longer episode, we had more to talk about. I only picked out a couple. But they're really good questions. So uh, let's get into this. Question number one this week, and I'm sorry if I butcher y'all's names. I really do apologize. Question number one comes from Dave Camillary? Camillary? Do you guys think I got that right? Camillary? I don't I, sure. <laughs> I, I don't mean to insult anybody on their names. I'm just I'm no good with names. Uh Dave says, Hi guys. Firstly, welcome back. Big fan of the Canon Podcast. Been listening for a few years now, but this is my first time mailbagging. I look forward to your Canon book and comic ranking videos each year and enjoyed your latest book ranking video. Uh The High Republic is definitely set to dethrone Lost Stars. I thought I'd write in and see if you had heard the rumors. 
of a supposed Shadows of the Empire live-action adaptation currently in the pipeline. I initially wrote them off as nothing more than Mike Zero-esque clickbait, but then it got me thinking about the possibility. As much as I loved Shadows of the Empire back in the day, and still do, I find this highly unlikely as new canon material has come out, which makes the return of Shadows of the Empire into canon less possible. I know that Dash Rendar and Prince Shizor have been name-dropped into the canon, but I live in hope that we get to see them adapted into a live-action or animated story in the not-too-distant future. I'm very keen to hear your thoughts. Keep up the good work. Cheers from Australia. Thanks for the question, Dave. Uh, Shadows of the Empire was the first canon, or I'm sorry, canon novel. It was the first Star Wars novel I ever read. Uh, and it really got me into reading all the books, and I went from there to Heir to the Empire and, and kept going, just kept going. Um, Shadows of the Empire holds a very special place in my heart, which makes it so painful for me to say, no, I don't think it's ever going to be adapted into canon. Um, there's, I think there's too much stuff there during that year between Empire and Return of the Jedi already that kind of keeps this story from being told. What do, you, what do you guys think? I would have said that maybe about a year ago. I still think it's very unlikely very very unlikely i do think it's not like 100 percent never gonna happen because we got visions and we got ronin and obviously they're still producing i mean and they're gonna sell us but they're still producing the legends the essential legends mm -hmm. um they're even doing the audiobooks for some of the legend books so they're still making content are they willing to put the resources into something like this though i lean towards no but again, we got visions. And so I do think in the right scenario, in the right amount of in the in the resources line up and the right person does it, I would not be shocked if they get something like that. They slap the legends banner on it. They make it very known that hey, hey, all of you, all of you freaks love canon, all of us. <laughs> like, don't freak out. This is this is just for fun. Enjoy it. Let let people enjoy something. It, it could very well happen in the next decade. Yeah, I um, I don't think it's going to happen right now. I think I never read the book. I played the video game on Nintendo 64 when I was a kid. And so playing as Dash Randar because Han's frozen in carbonite at the time um, was different, but I liked it. I still had fun with it. I think if anything, you know, we've seen how Lucasfilm has handled like Legends characters, like bringing in Thrawn to a different era than he was originally in in the original novels. Could you do something in a different time period? Because like Brian said, you only have a year between Empire and Return. And we've already had a lot of comics and at least one or two books in that area. So it's filling up pretty quickly with other big events like the War of the Bounty Hunters. Could you do something crazy that I was just thinking about? Like instead of Shadows of the Empire, could you do Shadows of the First Order? Could you bump it ahead in the future? Maybe. Could you change up the canon and bring in some of these characters? It's possible. But I agree. I, I think, I don't think that, does, eh, I don't know. It depends on who's running it, who's making those decisions, who had an idea for a good book or a good story. Mm -hmm. But no, I haven't heard anything, and I don't think it's going to happen right now. Uh, JG brought up a good point with the visions and all that coming out with, with this legend stuff. Uh, the remake of Knights of the Old Republic is another good example. They're, they're saying that's not canon, and you know they're, they're just calling it a remake. I, there's a market for legend stuff. There's a huge fan base out there for legend stuff, and I and I've always said I don't understand why they couldn't keep producing legend stuff and just like you said, slap the legends banner on it and keep it on its own timeline. Just keep it on another timeline inside the cover of the book, so there's no confusion. You know, I I, I don't see a problem with it at all. With Shadows of the Empire, the story's already there. If you're doing legend stuff, the story is already there in the form of a novel. Um, but I don't see why they couldn't do an animated or even live-action uh, adaptation to it. Live-action, I'd lean more towards animated if they were going to do anything with it. Live-action, yeah. that'd be a, a hell of a budget. Because Shadows of the Empire was a huge story. I mean, if that was made into a movie, that would be a huge blockbuster film. I mean, that's that was a great story. You're going back to Tatooine with the swoop bike gangs, and, and you're seeing Luke building his green lightsaber, and, and you know what I mean? You've got the, the, uh, the skyhook that Shizor had with the elevator going to, you've got so much stuff you would have to come up with. Um, and there's already things in Canon that actually, now that I'm thinking about it, contradict shadows of the empire directly with Leia getting the Bausch disguise from Maz Kanata instead of getting it from Guri. 
and Shadows of the Empire. So there's you could probably rework it and fit it in there somewhere, but I I don't see. I think it's on the back burner. If if it's even in their pipeline somewhere, it's it's a very back. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything that sees the light of day. As cool as that would be, it pains me to say that because uh, I, I loved that story. Steven mentioned the, the game on Nintendo 64. That was my entire childhood was playing that game. Matter of fact, I've got an emulator on my computer that I play it once in a while, and I forgot how cheesy that game actually was, but at the same time, how delightful it was. Um, Didn't it also have, like, the book itself, like, the, the whole initiative have, like, a soundtrack as well? It did. It had a whole line of action figures, toys, everything. I mean, it was... That was when I bought my action figure when I was a kid. When I got my action figure of Leia in the disguise and the bounty hunter disguise, it was a Shadows of the Empire action figure. It wasn't an actual Power of the Force one. It was a Shadows of the Empire one. Um, and they did some other weird stuff too, like Luke in a Royal Guard disguise that looked nothing like a Royal Guard. <laughs> like it was just crazy stuff. Boba or not Boba? Chewbacca with a flat top. That was kind of interesting to see for the first time. Um, but Boba with the flat top was kind of the inspiration between uh, for uh, Black Crescent and also. So I I don't see it ever happening. It, it, like I said, as much as it pains me to say that. Um, I know there was a mention of Dash Rendar. I don't think they called him by name, did they? I don't remember what it was in. But I don't remember Prince Shizor being brought into canon yet, was he? Yes. He was, but I don't think you're there yet, Brian. Okay. Because it was War of the Bounty Hunters, wasn't it? Oh, is it War of the Bounty Hunters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't see him, but they mention him. You'll you'll hear the name. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I I got like halfway through War of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah. I get my comics once a month, so I don't get to read them weekly. So I had a month gap, and I was like, well, crap, I don't remember what happened. So I decided to wait two more months <laughs> to get them and then go back. And, and now I'm working all the way through them again. And I actually put them in chronological order this time, not in the order they were released. Mm. So now I'm actually reading it, and it seems it's like Clone Wars again. It's like really coherent reading through it again. Um. So, yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll get there. Now that you said that, though, I'm really excited to keep going and get through it. Um, might do a review series of just War of the Bounty Hunters alone because that, that's the reason I didn't do a, a comic ranking video this year because everything last year was War of the Bounty Hunters, and it's one massive conglomerate story across how many months? Nine months? Yeah. So, I mean, the only like thing... like in May. It was long. Yeah, the only thing you're going to be able now. to rank is War of the Bounty Hunters and High Republic. I mean, that's that's really it. So that's the reason there was no comic ranking video this year. So I hope that answers your question, Dave. Uh, thank you for being a listener, especially away from Australia. That's cool, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for writing in. Do appreciate it. Uh, and the second question this week uh, is from Isabella Cortez. I'm pretty sure I said that one. I'm pretty sure I said that one right, at least. Uh, I get a gold star for once. Hello, my friends. I want to let you know I love your show over most of the other Star Wars YouTube content I see. Because of your acceptance of all opinions and outlooks, it is nice to find such a positive channel, even when you're talking about movies and books you don't like, and I look forward to 1138 Radio when you bring this same positivity to other franchises as well. My question regards the rumors of a Lost Stars animated adaptation. Do you think this will really happen, or is it just hearsay? Thank you for your content, and may the Force be with you. JG, you look excited to talk about this. Let her rip. Yes. yes. I... Uh, very ironically, we're talking about it because I just lent it to a, a friend for the first time. One of my friends locally, he got into Star Wars books through the High Republic. So it's been really exciting to have someone close to me personally talk about it. But he's like, I want to read more. And I was like, okay, are you ready? And he's like, I'm ready. I said, you're going to read Lost Stars then. And I got a play-by-play -play of it all. And just reliving through those experiences and everything and, and hearing this rumor, because I did see this like whenever this started going around. I was like, heck yes. And and honestly, this is something I think that can happen and will happen. This is something that fans have talked about and speculated for for years. Like, of man, how could it be to take some of these books and turn them into short films? And now, before this, I'd be like, eh, I don't know about that. But we have Disney+. Plus. It, you, you can literally make it and put it on there and call it a movie. About, be about an hour, hour and a half long. And it would do so well. And it probably wouldn't hurt you too much, but you know you're going to win over a lot of fans. And I, I just, I, I would be thrilled to the moon to see that happen. Steven? Yeah, I agree. I mean, JG hit the nail on the head. This book still means so much to me. I mean, The High Republic, which we can talk about another time, really is another level for me too, because I agree. Brian, I think JG, we're all in the same playing field where Lost Stars and also some of the High Republic novels but, I mean, Lost Stars is a book I haven't touched 
that I haven't gone back to in seven years, just because there's always new content. It's hard to go back. I know, Brian, you did a nice job going back to some of the older stuff this mm-hmm. past year. And I want to do that whenever I have the time. But it's like, this is a book that has been etched in my brain and it's just perfect. Like I listen on audio audible for most of my books, but that was one I had to go pick up and buy because it was just so well done. And I, I think, yeah, bring it on. I think a television show would be perfect as a way to adapt it. I think I also want a sequel. I want to see those characters again. Um, and it's a shame we haven't seen them since 2015 because that book was so well received. Um, I don't know when they're going to pop up again, but we need more of that story for sure. I lost stars was when that book came out, there was, it was aftermath lost stars and then uh weapon of a Jedi smugglers run and moving target all came out on the same day leading up to force awakens. And all of the publicity was on aftermath, 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 aftermath. And it should have been on lost stars. Uh, lost stars is, it's still my number one novel. It's, I don't want to say where it falls on the ranking yet because that's a year away still, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I finished The Fallen Star, and it's like it's like right there with Lost Stars, but it didn't overcome it, so Lost Stars is still, it hasn't been beaten yet. It's been tied with, but it hasn't been beaten yet, so it's still number one. Um, I, I adore Lost Stars, and I'm looking forward to going back and rereading it again. I think it would lend itself really well to a limited series, uh, animation or live action, either or. It'd be cheaper to do animation, but seeing that in live action, some of these events from the classic trilogy again play out from another point of view in live action would be so cool to see. Uh, knowing like Sienna being there when they're getting ready to shoot the the escape pod out, and he's like, "No, no, there's no life forms. They must have short circuited." She was sitting right there, you know, like to see that and to see, you know, was it her? It was her and another guy that disabled the Falcon on Endor or on uh, Bespin, wasn't it? would be so cool to see that in live action. Uh, I think it would lend itself really well. And I, I saw the reports about it, and I'm hoping that they, even if it's just animated, I, I, I want to see this because this is, like, like you guys said, for six years running now, it's been number one in a lot of people's minds. It's hard to beat Lost Stars. I'm hoping someday they do because that just means that we're getting awesome Star Wars stuff, but it's really hard to beat <laughs> Lost Stars. Um and you and JG, you were talking about doing adaptations. Not everybody has the time to sit down and read these books. Not everybody has the resources to be able to go out and get every single book like we do to to be able to read everything. And and that's a great story. I think I think it's essential Star Wars stories for for the saga. So with Thrawn, they tried doing like a six issue comic run of Thrawn, a little like adaptation of it. It was all right. It told the, it was the the bullet points basically of the Thrawn novel. I'd love to see something like that for for this. And not just Lost Stars. There's a lot of novels. Um, Bloodline would make an amazing series. Um, a full movie for that. Oh, God, that's yes. A, that's, a, that's a thriller. That's a that's a, a, drama. a political especially, spy thriller, yeah. Especially because I say this, and I, I don't want to – I won't reveal what it is because I'm just so cautious because people need to There's see it There's a huge for, spoiler for in that book, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the galaxy's largest moments in like leading <laughs> yeah. up to the sequels is in a book. People oh don't gosh. know one of the biggest moments in Star Wars, and it blows my mind. It is like it's in a book, and people don't know this happened. It is so huge. I when I was reading Bloodline for the first time, uh, I still had uh, a guy doing the the canon library back then with me. Uh, he finished it before I did, and he was like, "Dude, <laughs> you've got." Yeah. To go finish Bloodline because I was like halfway through it and I was like I'll, I'll get I'll get to it I'm busy He's like no you're gonna make time right now you're grounded go read and you'll know what I'm talking about when it happens and when I got to that point my my jaw dropped and I had to put the I closed the book yeah. and I set it down and I sat there for a minute and I'm like this is not happening this there's no way this is happening oh my god and I hollered at Kirsty, and I'm like, you're not going to believe what's happening in this book. And I told her, and she's like, are you shitting me? And I'm like, no, I'm serious. And I picked it back I up, was, and um, I finished the book that night. I do all mine, like I said, on audiobook, usually the first time. And so I was out on a walk on this track that goes <laughs> past my house. And I remember listening to it the whole time. And I was about a mile from my house, and I just had to stop and sit down. Like, and there were people that walked right past me, but I had my audio, my earbuds in. Isn't it crazy? Like, again, for a book, not something visual. We can all remember where we were and what yeah. happened in that moment. Five, six, or how many years ago a, that was? Oh, I was it, on an airplane reading it. Oh my gosh, it's just as big as Luke. I am your father. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just as big as that. It is. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think also, oh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Because I think I was about to spoil it if, if I said the next thing I was going to say. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. I think just also to kind of like, also like summarize it. I think also, I think one thing that would really go well with it doing Lost Stars as a show, because at first I was like, oh, movie sounds good. I think what'd be so incredible is, you know, you tell the whole story of Lost Stars, you get to the end and we know where Lost Stars ends up. And we've seen that story in that battle being told through so many different mediums. Mm-hmm. What if for like a grand finale, we got all those different perspectives all in one final event. We finally got to see this mm-hmm. battle play out through everything. We've seen it in Aftermath. We've seen it in Lost Stars. We've seen it in Battlefront. We've mm-hmm. seen it in so many different stories, but we haven't seen it all in once. And we haven't really even seen it visually really either. No. So, Yeah, no, Battle of Jakku deserves to be seen. Uh, and, and not even all, because every, like you said, it's been told in a lot of mediums. Every medium had a different aspect of the battle going on, too. Um, in Aftermath, you had everything going on in the observatory that was trying to crack the planet in half. In Battlefront, you were, I mean, you were Iden Versio flying around. Like, there was so much going on. Do you remember all the hype thinking, people thinking Gallius Rex was Snoke yeah. back in the day? Yeah. No. I was one of those guys, too. I was like, mm-hmm. I know that's him. Like, and no, I had. Yeah. Had nothing to, and then uh, when I read that the first time, I didn't realize that Tashu Lupe was the Emperor's assistant from Return of the Jedi that he's talking oh, to yeah. in the background. I had no idea that's who that was. And then when I went back and read it the second time, I'm like, I want to know what this guy looks like. And I Googled his name real quick, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, I didn't realize it was him. And I'm like, well, that's cool. And what you made Aftermath even better for me after that, you know? And I was like, this guy is a fucking nutcase. But yeah, no, there, there's so many things going on in the Battle of Jakku that you got the, all these personal things going on, too, with these characters between Aiden and her father on a Star Destroyer crashing with, you know, uh, Sienna and uh, what was the guy's name? Um, Thane from Lost Stars with w- their story yeah. going on. And then what was going on with, um, uh, God, why did her name just leave Ray, me? Nora Wexley. With Nora Wexley yeah. and, and Admiral mm-hmm. Ray Sloan and all them going, you know, what was going on down there? All these personal battles were going on, making up this conglomerate, huge galaxy-shattering battle, and we've never seen it on screen. And if you're someone that only watches the movies or Disney Plus shows, you have no idea. You yeah. like, why is there a Star Cruiser on Ray's planet? Which I, again, if you're just a casual viewer, you have no idea what the significance of that is. Yeah, and and, and it's huge. Well, it's mm-hmm. absolutely it, huge. It gives people, I think, also the opportunity to feel even more a part of it. Because I, I imagine, and I obviously can't speak for people, but people who don't read the books and comics, when their friends are like, oh my gosh, do you know this character? Or, you know this event? Like now, if you put these into like these, these animated films or even live action short films, now they can start to kind of feel even more part of it. You know, maybe they can like, oh, now they could be the ones that are shaking their friends. And they could be the ones like, do you know this character? Like, I just saw it in this short film. Like, And I think it gives people more that like, uh, not inclusiveness is not the right word, but they could feel more part of it, I guess. Right. A little more uh, up to speed with everybody else. Yes. Uh, and that's why it goes back to what I was saying. I, people don't have time to sit down and read these books. You know, I, I barely have time. I've got two teenagers, a toddler, a full day job, and, and a wife to keep happy. And I, I barely have time. I had to build my own room as an escape to get away from everything. You know what I mean? Like, You know how much that cost me? Jesus. So... I it's it's hard to keep up with all this. Do what? Speaking of time, I have a funny story I never told either of you, but it ties with Star Wars. So you mentioned a few minutes ago, back in September of 2015, when they put all those books out on the Mm -hmm. same day, right? Right. So that was September. I got all the books, and I'm I'm not the fastest reader, of course. But October, beginning of October, I meet my wife, my future wife, and I did not even reach out again to her until December (laughs) 13, because. I said to myself, I need to focus. I got this is a girl I just met, but I've got Star Wars Force Awakens coming up in four months. And so I reached out to her the very first time. Next time I ever talked to her was a message that said, So are you going to go see the movie this weekend? And that's how our relationship really started <laughs> because I had to spend September, October, November reading all those books. Well done. Well and done. And here we are years later with a Padawan on the way. There we go. Uh, when I met Kirsty, I, I I've been a Star Wars fan as far back as I can remember, and when I met Kirsty, I was actually still in the army, and when I finally uh, came home from the army, she hadn't met my family yet, and I came home and invited her over to the house for the first time, and so 
I told my mother, I was like, whatever happens, do not let her step foot into my bedroom. Because in my bedroom, it looks like your room right now, Stephen. Like, it was, there's action figures on the wall. There's posters up. I mean, it was, it was absolutely, it was obvious why I was still single at the time. <laughs> and uh, I told her, do not let her in my room. I don't care what, I don't care if you have to stand sprawl eagle in front of the door. Do not let her walk into that door. And so Kirsty comes over for the first time, and the first thing out of my mother's mouth is, "Why don't you go show Kirsty your room?" And I'm like, "You suck so bad!" Like, it just and she did it on purpose. I know she did. And so I show Kirsty my room. She walks in and she sees all my stuff hanging on the walls, and she's looking around. and She goes, "Oh, you like Star Wars?" And I'm like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, a little bit." And she was like, "I've never seen Star Wars." And so in an instant, my brain went from, oh, my God, this girl's going to break up with me because she, because I like Star Wars to an instant to how am I going to break up with this girl because she's never seen oh Star God. Wars. Like it was instant. And but then she said, but I want to watch it. And I'm like, OK, we can fix this. We can salvage this. This is going to happen. I get to show somebody Star Wars for the first time. This is awesome. Uh, and, then, and, then Menace, and then I messed up and then I messed up and started with Phantom Menace. Okay. Yeah, I, I messed up. I, <laughs> I should have showed her in the order uh, that I that I got to see him in. But uh, then she went and got a Star Wars tattoo, so it it all worked itself out mm. in in the long run. So, yeah, no, it's 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 a miracle that you and I are not single in a basement somewhere. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're lucky, man. We, we are. We're very very lucky. So, uh, but I think that's gonna do it for this week. We had quite a bit to talk about. We're just over an hour, so we're right there in that sweet spot. Uh, guys, you got anything else you want to say before we uh, sign off and let the good people get back to what they were doing? No, nothing to think of. Thanks for having us, Brian. It's always so much fun to talk Star Wars and obviously catch us talking Marvel weekly. Yeah, listen for Marvel Cast. And again, Brian, anytime we can jump on with you, we have a blast. So thanks for inviting us back this week. Hell yeah, guys. You're always welcome. Thanks for joining me this weekend. I do appreciate it. Hey, guys, make sure to check out patreon.com slash 1138productions if you want to help support this podcast in any way. If you want to get a question on the podcast next week, you can send it to starwarscanonpodcast at gmail.com. And definitely check out the MarvelCast podcast with these guys also here on 1138 uh, doing a great job over there. So with all that out of the way, hope you guys have a good week. And until next time, guys, may the force be with you.